0: Bandwidth for this podcast is brought to you by CashFly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to publish a high quality website or blog. For a free trial and 10% off your new account, go to Squarespace.com slash TWIP.
1: This week on TWIP. NAB, a quick roundup with Scott Thorn, myself, and Alex Lindsay. And we talk about sausage, whips, and latex. All that and more coming your way next on episode number 144 of This Week in Chicago. And we are back for another episode of This Week in Photography. I'm your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Today is a special show, a little unusual. We've got a little bit of um, a little bit of NAB action going on this week. And so we're all here. We're all here. Myself, Scott Bourne hey, is in the, hey, the house. house. Finally back on the show, and Alex Lindsay, as you just heard, is here.
2: Just like old times.
1: And we're holed up in a uh, in a back room somewhere <laughs> <laughs> in the Hilton, in the Hilton, and we're just going to talk about amazing stuff that's happening here at NAB and some of the stuff that happened during the last week that's shaking up the tech industry and photography and all that kind of stuff. So, welcome, Scott.
2: Thank you, thank you. Good to be back with the fellas.
1: What the heck have you been up to? I haven't seen you in forever, but I see you pop up from time to time at different shows, (laughs) rabble rousing and do all kinds of stuff. I
2: try to start trouble everywhere I go. I've been kind of busy. I I got a lot of things going on. Big news, Random House, just signed me and Skip Cohen, the ex-president of Hasselblad USA, to write a book called Going Pro which is kind of cool. We're doing a book on turning professional if you want to become a professional photographer. And we started a website called goingpro2010.com to support that effort. That's been taking my time. I'm working with Chase Jarvis, Vince LaFerre, Zach Arias, and a bunch of other cool kids on creativelive.com. We're going to do live photography teaching in Chase's studio in Seattle. Oh, awesome. It'll be free. You come in. That's great. You get it for free. Now, if you mm-hmm. want to download it later, that's where you pay. Oh, very cool. But if you cool. can make the free time slot, it's absolutely free. I'll be teaching starting in May on the new Aperture three point mm-hmm. Working on that. That's a great model. Yeah, it's it's kind of a fun model. Yep. Doing that, and uh, you know, I spent six weeks, seven weeks down in my condo in Florida trying to hide out. That was kind of fun. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 now back. I've been on the tours. Spoke at PPA, WPPI, teaching. What seven have times you been there. shooting? Birds, buddy.
1: <laughs> birds? Birds. Like the English birds, birds
2: or the, the birds with feathers? Birds with feathers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Reddish egrets, white phased morph, in fact, uh, burrowing owls, uh, rosette spoonbills. I was down in Florida where the breeding migration comes, all the, the waiting birds, and uh, it was just tremendous fun. Shot mostly video this year. Shot about 80% video. Really? 20% stills using the 1D Mark IV and the beautiful 800 millimeter F56. I haven't, any,
1: I haven't seen any video shot with a long lens like that yet.
2: It There are a couple issues. You want to make sure it's very stabilized right. and you want to turn on the IS. But the good news when you use IS on these lenses, it gets rid of the rolling shutter effect. No, so oh, because they're doing all that, all that micro management. They're they're handling all of that. Yeah, and it definitely makes a difference. I shot with and without the IS, and boy, you saw rolling shutter right away. Uh, without the IS, with the IS, you're good. Now the only disadvantage is when you're shooting that stuff. Atmospheric distortion is a real issue. So if it's you're compressed, it, right? It, well, if you you know if you go down the highway and you see what people call a mirage, mm-hmm. that's just atmospheric distortion. Well, if you're shooting with long lenses under those conditions, even if everything's rock steady, the pictures are going to look blurry. Yeah. So those long lenses, you know, they, they basically amplify that. So that was the only challenge. But, you know, moving the video gear around was, you know, I'm sitting there trying to put matte boxes on lenses that are, you know, three feet long. And awesome. it was <laughs> I guarantee you that Red Rock Micro and Zacuto never intended any of their products to be used in the manner in which I have used. What,
1: <laughs> what are you going to do? with that's these- what, But that's what we do. What are you
2: going to do with the video? Actually, I've I've shot this video for several clients and, uh, you know, Canon ran it uh, in their booth at PPA and and, uh, we're doing, we're selling B-roll to a lot of the networks because they haven't ever gotten stuff that looks like this because the backgrounds are all out of focus, Mm -hmm. you know, traditional real high end camcorders that you see for things done on that geo channel or discovery channel, everything's in focus. Mm -hmm. But here we've got, you know a burrowing owl set against a background that goes away because we 're shooting these very fast lenses yeah. that, that you can't you can 't shoot at f five six or f four on these other cameras and have the same effect because the location of the sensor you know in, in, you know in proximity to the lens changes the depth of field sure
1: now speaking of depth of field though the, one of the one of the issues and i 've got limited experience shooting wildlife photography. But when, when I have shot, and this was when I was with you out there in, in Yellowstone, when I have been in that environment, shooting things with an extremely long lens that is far away, the depth of field is the issue. That's where you're, it's almost like shooting macro where you have to move the <laughs> yeah. camera to yeah. get the thing in focus. How do you manage that when you're shooting video and you can't, you know, snap 300 shots and then
2: pick the one that's in focus? It's all about follow focus. Yeah. You know, you learn how to use a follow focus and uh, do you have a whip. I do have a whip. In fact, I have all four lengths of whip available from both manufacturers. <laughs>
1: Getting a little nervous here. What?
2: <laughs> what are we talking?
1: About? I just thought, I thought that was a good. I knew
0: that was going to be a good setup. So a whip is a when you have a follow focus. Um, so you have rails that go out. What, what happens is you're using the Red Rocks or are you using the? I'm um, I'm
2: using both, and I'm. Actually, I've created, a, you created your own. I've created a Borg solution that right. is a mixture of Zakudo and Red Rock Micro products. <laughs> like, and, all right, describe what this is because so, so, people so
1: are here, scratching here, here, their heads Here's right what's here.
0: happening. Is you, you have your camera on on your tripod. And then with professional cameras, when you start adding a lot of stuff to them, whether they're video and with Scott, um, still cameras that shoot video, you have these big rails that go out the front. And a lot of it, when you've seen behind the scenes, it's not yeah. just your little camera. You have the rails. On those rails, you attach... What's called a follow focus, and this follow focus, it, you probably wonder when you see, you know, lenses why they have these little gears yeah. on the outside of them. Yep. Well, the gears are are designed to work with these follow focuses, and so it's a it's a big dial, and when you just turn the dial, it turns the it turns the lens. It kind of the the most basic version of that is that it converts the what you would do with the lens going back and forth to a kind of a cl- clockwise, counterclockwise. Mm-hmm. Now, so you
1: can get a more tactile feel of of when it's you, much easier when you're, when you're
0: reaching up. You're, gra- you're not grabbing onto the lens you're able and you don't grab onto the wrong thing and you you know and and, and you're able to turn it back and forth now there's a couple things about the follow focus usually what you have is a little white thing that you can you can use uh, markers on because mm-hmm. when you do follow focus on film that you know the, the guy doing follow focus tend- he's not looking at the monitor mm-hmm. he literally he, he says what's your first mark what's your second mark you know for the cameraman or the person yeah and then he marks it on that little white you know, on this little white thing. And then he just turns it from one to the other. Oh, okay. That's how, that's how that, you know, now cool. sometimes you don't want the guy to be, um, you don't want the, the guy to be hanging onto your camera cause you're doing, uh, you know, you're moving around or, or whatever, or yeah. you just don't want to be grabbing onto the, sure. onto the mount when you want it to be really still. So they have a thing called a whip and there's a little square input into the follow <laughs> focus and you just pop that whip in. And then it's just another die. The dial just gets extended out this oh, okay. little flexi, now that now and then the, the the thing that i'm surprised scott doesn't have because he's got four lengths of whip is uh
1: <laughs> is they make uh, i just see scott in patent leather with his whips so. <laughs>
0: focus focus <laughs> Yes.
2: Clearly, you're not understanding this conversation. <laughs> yeah,
0: so, the, um, I'm just
1: taking it in a whole different direction. Now, what
0: you really need, Scott, this is what everyone hates in the office. Now, is, is the, the, the quote is, is Alex walks in and he, and he looks at something, and he goes, "Now, what you really want, you know?" And then they just know there's going to be more work. Um, so, uh, they, they have they have uh, these um,
2: remote uh, follow focus. Uh, they demonstrated the brand new one from Red Rock Micro yesterday. Uh-huh. I'll have one asap.
0: Yeah, there. Those are those are some, um, and there, there. Uh, yeah, it's because you're, you're you can, then your your guy is thirty feet. You're thirty feet from the camera. Yeah, sitting there, going like this, turning this little
2: dot, dial, yeah. and it's controlling the. Thought. So,
1: how does this translate to birds, though? I mean, if you you can't really say okay, with,
2: you, no. you miss a lot of shots. I okay. mean, but you miss a lot of shots shooting stills, sure. Too, Fred. I yeah. mean, you know, when the reason I got into bird photography it was one day I woke up and I said I would like to do the hardest photography in the world. Well, that's bird photography, you know. <laughs> Think of the birds you see in they're your. They're not life. very well. Tra- they're not very trainable. You know, the, at mm-hmm. least people, if they ignore you to somewhat, you can get them in the spot. You know, yeah. the yeah. birds go where they want to go, but you know yeah. we miss a lot, so we shoot. You know, we we shoot. You know, a lot of footage to get mm-hmm. the stuff we want, but you know, I do have a focus polar with me, and we're using a Marshall field monitor. Right. So that's up to now. I haven't needed a remote uh, follow focus because we have a Marshall monitor that's sitting on the side of the camera. And it, it uses, uh, I mean, I don't know how technical we want to get, Alex, but you know, it uses a thing called false colors to help you identify when the camera's in focus or not. So there's an assistant actually looking at what I'm looking at through the field monitor, mm-hmm. and then he's adjusting the follow focus as I move the camera to keep the bird in focus using um, either a red pattern to outline the contrast area that's in focus, Or false colors to show various color ranges, and and when you get the needle in the right range, you know you've got things where you want.
1: This is this is an excellent illustration of why it's not easy to jump into video.
2: No, it's not all me. this gear.
1: I just see the production crew around you, like well, and people with a, clipboards and clapboards and everything <laughs> and long lenses and a little tiny bird. Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: distance. you know, and that's when I show people footage of like a burrowing owl, which is four inches tall and I fill the frame with it and I got a beautiful background. They go, yeah, that's nice. And, yeah, I, and You're like, right. you have no idea <laughs> what, what it took to do that. 18 hours of production to get that 30 seconds and they're like, yeah, that's nice. Uh, but, but here's the thing. I mean we're at NAB and there's this is NAB is sort of a leading indicator, you know, of what's going to happen all yep. these shows are. And I'll tell you what, the people who are saying that DSLR video is a fad, they aren't at this show. Well the, the one thing that I was that that I find frustrating, I know we're, we're in a photography show, mm-hmm. but but we're at NAB.
0: Yeah. And we're talking it's about It's okay. M- we're at NAB. We're at NAB. This yeah. is the okay, we, you know, and uh the one of the things I, I'm, I'm amazed by is Canon. We have a Canon sitting right here, um, yep. that, that's and, and, and they make these HD, great HD cameras and everything else. So they make really good prosumer video cameras. There's lots of good controls. That's what Leo uses. That, well, we have one here. Um, that we're doing stuff. Sony makes great ones too, but Canon makes these great cameras. And oh, by the way, they make these great still cameras, and these still cameras have these great sensors in them. So we have great still camera that everyone uses, and then great video cameras with Crappy little sensors, and you're like, so why don't (laughs) you know? Like, 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 the guys, you guys are in the same building. Get your peanut butter and my chocolate. Yeah, yeah. well,
1: exactly, exactly. (laughs) I mean, it's just like you know,
0: it's you're just like, why can't they move? And and every any any every year now, with any well, since Canon came out with the 5D last year and this year, there's these rumors running up to the thing that Canon's going to finally move the 5D chip into the the you know the XL body. It doesn't happen, and then we walk
2: away. Yeah, they open. did announce two new video cameras at the show, eight thousand bucks a piece that are tapeless, but they they didn't move the five D Mark II sensor in. It's still the crop sensor size, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and you, you know you still have issues with getting that nice, <clears throat> excuse me, filmic look that you can't really get with anything but these 7 uh, D 1D Mark IV, five D Mark II, etc. Yeah. You know, I am I am shooting these cameras as still cameras sometimes in the field as well, though, so I'll grab some stills. I can put it into still mode by simply pressing down on the shutter
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then you know let off the shutter and hit, go back to hit the video mode, and I'm doing video. So you can shoot both at the same time, yeah. and you do need a lot of the same skills. It's just if you want to move in to the video side, you have to learn a whole new set of skills in addition to the photography stuff, and that's been the challenge, but I've enjoyed it, and, and the word crew does take on – Whole new meaning for me, because you know as photographers we're usually i mean typically it's it's an isolated experience mm-hmm. you know it's you and your camera, Fred, taking a picture of this yep. and, and maybe there's you know on a workshop and there's other people, but you don't need any help it's mm-hmm. you and your camera and what you see and At the there's very beach. most there's a makeup artist and an
1: assistant, but <laughs> yeah not not going to really be necessary if you're but not when sure.
2: you do this stuff, if you do it right. You got help. Yeah. I mean, you know, you've, you've got a, a focus pull or you've got, uh, you know, a, a gaff or you've got to have help and it's, and, and it's hard for some, some people, you know, if you have a good ego and which mm-hmm. most of us do that are trying to make a living at this, mm-hmm. it's hard to recommend and recognize you, 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 Hey, I need help. Yeah, I need help. And it's no longer me. It's us. Which I mean, is the hard
1: fit- for those photographers that want to be introverted. And like, yeah.
2: I'm just yeah. going to take my camera and go. Leave me alone. I'm
1: going to come back with brilliance.
2: And, yeah. and, you know, right. and you can still do it. There's plenty of guerrilla filmmakers that are out there with one 5D Mark II. Philip Bloom's a perfect example. He's all over the place with one camera and he gets great footage. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, to do it at the professional level where I'm doing it for paying clients, you know, you, you need help. And, and you just have to learn to say, this is no longer something I shot. Yeah. This is something my team shot. That's it's a born production. Right? It's born Media Group. It's yeah. I no longer put my name on stuff when it's video because it isn't just me. I mean, yeah. it, it's a group of people that make it work. If I don't have that focus polar, when the when I have an osprey shot that I got this year, it's awesome. The osprey flies across my field of view, grabs a tilapia out of the lake, turns it around in his claws. And then heads up. And I got the whole thing. The only reason I got the whole thing is because my focus puller got it. I'm panning the lens. Yeah. I'm staying on the bird. That's my job. Yeah. I got zero prayer (laughs) of getting that Osprey in focus without the focus puller. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah.
1: that's, That's interesting.
2: Before we go any further, I just want to uh, thank
0: our sponsor, Squarespace.com. Of course, Squarespace.com is a great way uh, for you to uh, you know, build your own website. I mean, w- one of the things is you, you don't want to have to deal with all the servers. You don't want to have to deal with all the, des- you know, trying to do HTML. I mean, I, I don't want to deal with it. And and that's why a lot of our stuff, I mean, my blog, bordersack uh, Pixelcore.com, uh, Twiplog, all these stuff that I, all the stuff that I'm putting together. Um, this is all done in Squarespace because I, I like the WYSIWYG. I don't want to have to figure that out. I don't want to figure out how to install it on a server. I don't want to figure out how to put it together. I don't want to do any of that stuff. I just want to be able to get it done. And if if you're a content creator, if you're if you're working on those types of things, and you and you're not a web coder. Uh, Squarespace.com is perfect. I mean, if you want to put galleries together in forms or blogs or uh, all these things are are available and they're just, you know, you just kind of throw them together uh, without having to deal with all the underlying code. And, and you can make those changes easily. There's a lot of adjustments that we do to, to websites that we would never think of doing if we, if we had to code it. But we can simply turn things on, turn things off, add pages, move, move them, move them around. We can talk to each other and put them together. We, you know, and not everybody has to be a coder who's working on it. So it's just, it's fantastic. And, and it's something that you know we use all the time. So give it a shot. Uh, you can go to www.squarespace.com slash twip and you can sign up. Uh, and, and, and it's free. You don't have to put a credit card in. You don't have to do anything. Uh, you can just simply start building a site and see if it works for you. Once again, TWIP. Go up there. Check it out. See if this is something that you want to do. If you want to do it, you can use TWIP, T-W-I-P, as a coupon code and get 10% off. You can save a lot of money over time doing that. So, uh, again, give it a shot. And, uh, it, you know, you can see if you like it. Try to build it yourself. And, uh, and and just you know, I I think it's I think you're going to find that You like it. So um, I I like it, and it's something that we actually use uh, at the Pixel Core and for Twip. So check it out. Okay, where were
1: we? All right, let's let's switch gears. Um, photography. Yes. There was a significant announcement yesterday from a company that you know of. I believe you're familiar with a company called Adobe. They came uh, out with this product some... called CS5. Yesterday. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I mean. I...
0: They're they're a good little upstart. I you yeah. know, I I
2: don't know if they're really going to go might anywhere. But lakes. yeah, but, they but might you know,
0: they, I think that they might do something with with some of this stuff. Well, I,
2: and actually, it's interesting. They're very prevalent here at NAB, and people might say, "Well, why is a company like Adobe all over NAB?" And it's mm-hmm. because. There is this merger between photography and video that's coming, like it or not, just like all the people that said, I'll never go digital, let's film all the way. Well, we ended up digital, and there are people that say, I'll never go video. Well, we're going to end up in video too. Yeah. And Adobe has done something very cool with CS5. Anything in the new Adobe suite that you make, in any part of the new Adobe suite, all the metadata is right there, and it's the metadata that's – That's that's the new search. Metadata is the Mm -hmm. new search and give me an example of how why you would need that. Okay, let's say that you got a still image that you're gonna pull into your video Mm -hmm. and you need to you have two hundred shots of different birds and you decide from a designer's point of view that you want one of these birds in a still shot to make like a background and you just care about the color. Because you want something to coincide with what the movie that you're shooting is red, let's say. So you could search through the metadata and say, give me all the red birds. And there's a picture of a northern cardinal comes up that's in your, you know, in in, in Adobe Bridge. Because you could track that metadata, you can easily now go grab that cardinal and pull it in. And all the metadata translates no matter what you do to anything from one suite to the next. Well, and that's
0: a big deal because what happens, what we've done in the past is you bring images into your video. So, so Adobe, of course, makes a lot of industry-leading you know, After Effects and, and yep. so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And you bring all this stuff in from these other th- pieces. And what we've done in the past is we've given it up. Like we've given up the data. Every time you go out of one application into another, well, it's we, don't, we don't have any history. Other, yeah. you know, and, and, and in video, the way the metadata works is you, have, um, you, know, you can do transcription service. And, and that transcription that's connected to something in Premiere when it gets brought into After Effects, it stays in after effects and you can search when did he say blah 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 yeah. so so that's good in video in stills as scott was saying is is that you know if i'm using those stills i'm going to be pushing in on them like a ken burns in mm-hmm. after effects or yeah. i'm going to be doing whatever i can search through that entire library you know with the with the
2: metadata and if yeah. you stay in the entire creative suite if you if you're not using final cut pro let's right. say you're using premiere mm-hmm. um, you can look at that cardinal picture that you pulled in and say you know i just don't think that's sharp enough and you can double click on it and get back to Photoshop <laughs> yeah. and pull that image without having to start over and go back to Photoshop, find the picture, re-edit it, resave it, reimport it. Mm-hmm. You can actually just it's it's just now moves back That's and cool. Forth. So they they tighten the, the I mean it's
0: slowly becoming and, and, and Apple's working on this too within their suite, but Adobe has Photoshop. Yeah, so right, so right. the uh so that the issue is is that you know you're getting to this point where all the apps act like one application if they're all open. Yeah, the
2: integration is much better. I still think it's got room to grow, but it's yeah. it's there. It better have room to grow. Yeah, it stockholders does. hope it has room to. But, grow. <laughs> but there's and there's but you know there's lots of new features in CS5 for photographers. The content aware fill, which that is which, just sick. Yeah, it's it, it magical. Sick. I saw Brian
1: O'Neill Hughes demonstrate that on that YouTube yeah. video, and I was like, really? and, and that applies Come to on.
2: that applies to the healing brush now. That yeah. applies to other things, so yeah. you get much better results. The edge refine, Mm -hmm. which people aren't talking about, which for
1: selections, the advanced
2: selections, it basically makes it's basically creating a whole new level of mask tool in Photoshop because you can refine the edges so well now that, you know, you know, Alex has got software that does masking like like, mask pro and all that. They're like, but now you've (coughs) got this new tool. Yeah. And not a lot of people are talking about it, but I saw a demoed yesterday, and trust me, it's worth the upgrade alone. Well, and the, and the
0: same technology is being used in After Effects, and everyone's talking about that, the roto brush, which is just that you, know, you kind of just got to go... Oh.
1: Oh, I want a little bit of this. Oh, that's an After Effects too. Yeah, well,
0: they've taken the same technology and put it into After Effects, yeah. or I think it's the same technology. It's very similar. Oh, okay. yeah. and, and you literally just paint, in the, like this is the inside, that's the outside, and it just goes, oh, this must be the edge you were looking for. Very cool. And so you, you go, you've oh, you been playing with bit. this, right? You've been uh, playing with... I can neither you confirm might have been nor deny. You may have been playing All with I got to say is, we don't talk about Fight Club.
1: All right. So so all anyway, right, so the... I love that. I cannot confirm or deny that there is a Fight Club.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the um, uh, but it is, uh, and then of course they've moved. You know, the, I know with the video apps they moved to sixty four bit, sixty four bit across the across the entire the piece, entire right? suite, which is a big deal in Photoshop. Yeah. We had pro- we had photos that we literally boot camped into P- into Windows wow. so that we could open them. Yeah, you wow. know, the, 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 these you know these massive photos because you could we there, there wasn't enough RAM available on the Mac side. What took
1: them so long to get it to sixty four bit? You know that
2: that's a lot. must be hard or something. <laughs> yeah, it must, it must be like rewriting lots and lots. Come on, of, it's just yeah, math.
0: Yeah, well, it, it's just it's just like let's rewrite all of that. Now, I, th- I do think that what it did is it it forced Adobe going to sixty four bit, forced Adobe to rewrite large chunks of code that have been kind of encased for a long time, yeah. which is why they're saying, you know, you are gonna it won't go to thirty two. They, I think, it, I think Adobe. There is some people complaining about that. Mm-hmm. That if you have the if you have anything other than the last generation of of uh, Uh, mac macbooks you know macbook pros yeah and some of the older generations you know they're just saying this doesn't run on 32-bit yeah like they and they they didn't do this halfway thing where they were going to kind of go back and forth they were like the future 64-bit this is what this runs on and
2: really important is memory well that's the whole thing that's what 64-bit addresses up to how much memory now as As much as you can put in your machine put in your machine oh wonderful so like for instance a new macbook pros came out today i ordered mine with eight gigs because that's the max uh, if I could have got sixteen, I'd have put sixteen in it. If I could have got thirty-two, I'd have put. 32. And you can. I mean, you can put. I mean, you can fake it, but you can't not from Apple. N-
0: not directly from Apple, but yeah. once you once you buy it, you can because I, I I know guys that um, I, I just <laughs> talked to someone who got ninety <laughs> gigs of RAM. <laughs> yeah. Jeez.
2: Something It was something like – like, and I was just like – I, I was like, I didn't even know you so do that. So RAM is now – I mean, GPUs are now more important than ever because mm-hmm. processing isn't done by the CPU. It's done by the graphics processing unit. And RAM is a big deal. we got to have lots and lots of RAM. Yep. So uh, that's where the 64-bit stuff is. There's going to be some hiccups, and that is the plugins. none of them are going to work. They're all going to have to be retooled. Growing pains, just right? Just like in Aperture 3. Mm-hmm. You know, the plugins that you have in Aperture 2 aren't going to work Wait in Aperture 3. What are you using now?
1: Because I remember a couple months ago you made this big stink about everything. switching to Lightroom, no, I, and you're, now you're teaching Aperture 3. Is, this is
2: what's wrong with the internet. <laughs> people mischaracterize what i say <laughs> i never well, said this is the, this people people is the wrong, read what you know, i say some, some, some people worry about the
0: security of the internet yeah. some people worry about that we're running out of ip numbers some people worry yeah. about you know spams you know but evidently the problem with the internet is that some mis- people
2: mischaracterize what i said <laughs> what, what, what,
0: mischaracterize what scott Board says
2: i said i was going to be using both okay that's what i said i didn't say i was switching I said I was going to be using both okay. which
1: what was new there was you did I say
2: Lightroom T-O-O in your post thank you yes. for remembering yes. Lightroom 2 as in addition and and I have enjoyed using it and I have enjoyed learning about it part of the reason that I started that, that,
0: that's the beginning of it's, it's, it's not you it's me
2: <laughs> yeah uh, I'm waiting on the however comma. Part, part of the reason I started <laughs> using it was that you know Apple hadn't updated Aperture since 1942, and who knew when they were going to. There's a lot and, of good World War II photos. And and uh, then Aperture 3 came out, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is better now. So now I'm kind of leaning back mm-hmm. towards Aperture. When Lightroom, I don't like to work with beta props. You're just promiscuous when it comes to software. I, I, I am. I am. I <laughs> am. I will work with whichever tool is best to me at the moment. I, I sort of take the Steve <laughs> Jobs approach. Tool w- whatever tool winks at you, you're going to go. I, I will. I hey. take the Steve Jobs approach. I like it hey until I don't. Editor. There there, go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm working with what's... It's a cliff. At, I mean, cur- currently, I think Aperture 3 is the bomb. Now, I don't like to work with beta software, so I'm not messing with Lightroom beta. Mm-hmm. But once it comes out of beta, we'll see where it goes. Now, how do you manage all your photos when you're using both? Reference I have reference libraries that I can talk to from either program. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the, each job that we do is in a managed library right now. In Aperture, the new ones that we're using with Aperture three, and then we simply dump those into a master library that can be referenced by Lightroom as well. Okay. But I'm, you know, I'm saying we're heavily working on Aperture three right now. It's it's doing the things that we need done. For instance, you know, we're able to work with video. Yeah. You know, in Aperture 3, which is yep. a kind of a big deal. It is. And, um, you know, I think we're we're seeing just the beginning of that. But it's going to get better and better and better. You
1: think Aperture 3 beats Lightroom 2? Absolutely. Really? What's your favorite feature of Aperture 3?
2: My, oh, that, I, I don't have a favorite. There are too many. But mm. the ability, the adjustment brushes is a big deal. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's basically like the equivalent of layers. Mm-hmm. You've got curves now. Mm-hmm. And not just curves. You got intelligent auto curves. Auto curves is the bomb. If you yeah. haven't played with, with auto curves, in there. Yeah. if you haven't played with auto curves in Aperture Three, do yourself a favor. Go play with that because that is cool. Describe what it is. Uh, like. Well, it, you know, it's it allows you to either based on the luminance or the RGB mm-hmm. to go in and get a curves profile that Aperture thinks is best, mm-hmm. and almost every time it'll be better than you. at at guessing what's best and make the picture look really good. And give you a good starting point. Give you a really good starting point. And, you know, I was always able to get the equivalent of curves out of the old aperture because I knew how to do it. Not very many people did. It's just much easier now. But the adjustment brushes and the presets, Mm -hmm. like we could get presets in Lightroom. When I first started seeing presets in Lightroom, I was like... Oh boy, mm-hmm. it was winking at you. It was winking at me. but now we got him in Aperture. Yeah. The ability to do, uh, you know, the, the video is a big deal to look yep. at to scrub through the video clips that I pour because I it's all coming in on the and same audio. That, unified, right? that, that
0: you know, now that we're using these cameras all the time, that unified uh, ability that we're going to see in Lightroom three as well. I'm sure uh, you have to have it now. I mean, what, yeah. and and what you know, the unified.
1: You mean being able to look at the video because you can look I, at the video I, it's in, now, in the beta. Know,
0: Aperture is no longer my. Um, well, the problem is, is it was kind of like with Scott, with my photos, not so interested in beta software. Like, yeah. like where, you know, <laughs> yeah. when, when I'm, when I'm yeah. dealing with my entire library, you know, sure. I, I'm not yeah. that, uh, I'm not even that good at beta stuff that I should be beta, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, um, and, you know,
1: we so, should edit that
0: out for the people that are going to send you beta software. <laughs> no, it's just like, it. <laughs> Here's what here's what happens is, is is that I'm I'm getting better now. Like I get stuff and I play with it a little bit and I get ideas for what we're going to talk about when it gets released. But that's about all I do. I'm not you know. But with with my photo library, I'm not that excited about yeah. a beta test. Um and so uh but with aperture with aperture my my whole thing is it's no longer my photo manager. It is my media manager. Mm. It manages. Everything, you know, and and I, you know, I mean, I have. Wait, wait.
1: What do you mean, everything?
0: Every like all my movies, all my not not my not my like, uh you know, not like not like real LeBron jobs identity, and whatever. all that stuff. Yeah, but, but like all of my, uh, you know, not the big big videos, but mm-hmm. like all the stuff that I shoot from behind. Was the that scenes a fat videos. joke?
2: Huh? <laughs> you said, not the big big videos and the Born Identity. Was that a fat joke? No. <laughs> happened to be just checking so <laughs> that happens to be that i watch born identity
0: probably more awesome. often than, than than anything else and, That's awesome. and, and the big big videos are 180 megs of yeah. 180 megs a second so yeah. the um so but but all of my all of my like home videos which are really shot with my mark with my not with my uh um, your 70 my, my 5d, 5D. Mm-hmm. and uh but all of my promo videos all of our little commercials all of our stuff like that but then
1: that's
2: all, all my, in Aperture now.
0: It's all in Aperture, and so yeah,
2: I so, 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 it's, what's really great about it is like I'm out on on I was on location in Florida. I'm shooting at Little Estero Lagoon, and I'm shooting eighty percent video, twenty percent stills. I because I had to fly down there, I didn't want to bring my Nikon's and my Canon, so I decided well I'll just use the Canon for stills on this trip, and I just pull the card out and dump it in to Aperture now. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it then because Aperture 3 really were out, but now I can take the card out, put it in Aperture, and there are. All the videos I shot and all the stills I shot, all from the same job, all from the same place. Now, yeah. But that's that, a big deal. The thing that I think that
0: somebody needs to do, whether it's Apple or Adobe or whatever, I think the thing that's coming up for us is that there's a lot of us using Aperture now. And what. Um, and, and, and everyone's using some kind of managed library, whether they're using Lightroom or Aperture. And one of the things that, that we want to now have is kind of a unified database where I don't want Aperture to really. Like, I want the database to be somewhere. <laughs> and when I connect. Aperture just sees that, uh, or Lightroom sees Apple that. Apple has it with the media base. browser,
1: right? That's the media browser technology yeah, they have. in there. I just
0: wanted to act like, like when I import it, I wanted to import. Uh, like for instance, if I if I'm in the field, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe so. Maybe I don't know how to do something that I should know mm-hmm. how to do. If I'm in the field with my with Aperture on my um, uh, on my laptop, yep. I want to be importing everything into my laptop, yeah, uh, or into a drive, and then I just want to I want to when i hook back up it just syncs with the master uh, well, you, have, you have you have to, to, import you have to go it.
2: to one file and say import library that's mm-hmm. it and it just imports whatever everything. I have yeah. metadata yeah. changes. This is a new feature in Aperture three. Right. You can because I've you, been importing my you old can libraries merge into it. libraries now. Okay. In the past, you'd have a library. Let's say you took out into the field, and you'd say, "Well, I've got that library, and then I've got this library, and I've got this library." And you would have had to export all the projects out of the old library, import all the right. projects into the new so one. So it's just you something not, it's now just a you can lack just go to you know import library. And I've been doing that
0: with my old libraries that I yeah. that I brought in. I didn't really think that I do it all the time. Now, what happens if you, if you import it and there's and, and and there's a lot of crossover. Does it just ignore the... You can the, say ignore duplicates. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it just, it just brings in all the new... Anything yeah. that was new. Now, if I want to populate my laptop library from the ma- master library... You can, you can do the import Check them out.
1: Yep. Export. Just export a out.
0: certain number of...
2: You know, like I can grab all A project,
1: all these. a folder, whatever you want. Yep. Okay. and
2: yeah. i just... Then it's, it's there. And on to import, Aperture now has a whole new set of tools available for you to give you way more control over the import... Than you ever had before. Because I know,
0: like, for me, I, I almost want, in the office, I almost want it to be, I almost want it to be, like, a net application, where Aperture is, everyone's looking at the same library, and able to just access, you know, that those pieces out, which I don't know. Not yet. It, yeah. not, all, not these, there, yeah, yeah. all these
2: pieces of software, I mean, it, it's funny, Joe Shore used to work for a company that did that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> His old company did more of the network-based solutions for right. people that have, that's where these things are all weak. Right. Um... But but you know it's it's all moving in the right direction and being at a show like NAB or PPA or WPPI or PMA or PPE or any of them that I've been to since October this is my fifth big show since October, I mean you're looking at all these cool new things that are coming out I mean it is moving at breakneck speed I it mean is. we're getting it's like cool. fire hose speed you know I yeah, feel like it, does cool. it does it
0: feel like it's accelerating
2: it does, it I, does. there's no doubt in my there was, mind there was a that things of, are picking up
1: were you around last week did you see all the news that came out? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't realize how much of a difference it would be because I registered as press this this week for yes, this, yep. um, you know, and and, P, and and PMA because I didn't realize. Oh yeah, I'm going to get an email every uh, every forty five seconds from mm-hmm. every vendor talking about what it's they're there's more than
2: eighty five thousand people registered for the exhibition, well, and, and, here. and
0: and I have to admit, NAB got to a point there were a two. Two or three years ago, I got to the point where I don't know if I'm going to come to NAB every year. You know, I, I, think gonna, I think I'm going to start going every
2: other year because it's well, not
0: moving fast enough. There's not nothing new. And now it's just like, it's back. And you know? I
2: didn't come last year because I calculated the year before what I got for speaking fees. I spent 242 times more than that on the floor. So it wasn't a good off.
1: <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Scott, I have a question for you. All right. <clears throat> so so bringing it back, um, you're the guy that has, has expertise in Lightroom 2. Um, and now, aperture three. It sounds like you're you're deep in there. Um, one of the questions that I get a lot from people is, it basically, it seems like the consensus is Adobe are the masters at at algorithms uh, when, with regard to like raw processing and all that, and they just they can nail it down to the whatever, and <clears throat> their raw processing is superior to anything else. Then on the Apple side, they're brilliant at everything else in terms of UI and management and all this stuff. But in Aperture 3, they announced a new raw processing engine. So what what do you think about the comparison of the Aperture 3 raw processing engine versus what's in Lightroom 2 today? I know you haven't played with the beta, but...
2: Well, here's the thing. i I think that the way I would approach it is I don't know that I would ever agree that up to this point, that Adobe's been better at raw processing, I will say they do it differently. And Aperture does it this way. Adobe does it that way. Because most of us came to our post-processing you know, processing experience first through Adobe and, and Photoshop, mm-hmm. we're used to... Camera Raw. ...ACR. Yeah. You know? That's what we're used to. So that is the standard that many people started trying to apply to Aperture. And because Apple did it differently... I'm not saying they did it worse or better. They just did it differently. It's like Mm -hmm. chocolate ice cream, strawberry ice cream. It's still ice cream. Mm -hmm. I I think that what happened was people were expecting it to be like ACR, and it's not going to be. In fact, I had a meeting with the entire Aperture team last year with Joe Shore and all the team, and they were asking me about stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. when I brought that up, they all got very defensive and – you know, well, we're just. I mean, I said, you know, people kind of want it to be the same. Well, we're never going to make it like that. I mean, you know, it was sort of like they could, but they're not going to, just out on account of Canada, you know that's the way they feel. Yeah. Now, sorry, I'm 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 unpracticed with holding a mic. I usually do a headset lately. Um, <laughs> the the thing is with the new ACR though mm-hmm. that Adobe is touting with CS five. Yeah. Now we're kind of back in the maybe Adobe does do it better because from what I'm seeing there is noise reduction and we didn't talk about this feature mm-hmm. yet. I don't know if I'm allowed to or not. Yeah, well, but we it, glimpsed
1: it in Lightroom because yeah. it's in the Lightroom 3 well, beta let, 2.
2: let me tell you. The new ACR has a um, – this is a shocking thing to me. A new noise reduction thing that you do in ACR before you get to Photoshop mm-hmm. that completely obviates the need for any third-party noise reduction plug-in. It is wow. that good. So no more Noise Ninja. Bye-bye, bu- bu- Noise Ninja. Bye-bye. Bu- wow. Nick, wow. Nick, define, bye-bye. Yeah. Don't need them, and that's. I mean, that's now. So it's we got a jockeying of so positions. Then, yeah. So
1: now yeah. you right. So yeah. say you you decide that you're going to have an aperture three workflow. Everything's an aperture, but you have this shot that's just. I'm going to go into ACR. You're going to round trip it into Photoshop, CS5.
2: I'm going to go into ACR if I need to because if it's noisy, I can fix it there better than I can in Aperture. But I want to stress that in general, this discussion should just form around the fact that Apple and Adobe do it differently. Mm -hmm. If you get used to the way Aperture does it, you start to kind of like the way they do it. And Mm. I think there's plenty of information there. It really also depends on the SDKs given to each company. By the camera manufacturers, oh. because the SDKs, like you know, like Nikon in particular, has been woe to play well with others. Uh, you know, we know the famous battles uh, between Adobe and Nikon over yeah. being able, because Nikon wants, you know, they don't care that you spend eight thousand dollars for the new camera; they're busting your ass to get a hundred bucks out of you for their their little conversion program, which right. sucks. Right. Yeah. Um, and and you know, although you know, the, it was funny that you know the the one thing about that conversion program, which is now in
0: has been started in cs 4 was uh, the, the, the great thing about Nikon, the Nikon um, was the, the fact Capture that you can see levels. What well, you can see the levels and the curve at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember we, we were sending that, we may or may not have been sending that to to folks at Adobe. Going,
1: <laughs> see this, see this, see this. <laughs> put that, in, put it in the cs We were it
0: like, yeah. Like this. yeah. yeah. So anyway.
2: well, it, you know, it really, it. I shouldn't say it sucks. It's just I don't care for it, and I don't don't know many people that do. But I think the whole business model has failed because you know you, they're trying to hold you up for a hundred bucks, right. and because of that, they didn't provide the, the information. Now that started a trend, unfortunately, and all the camera manufacturers are holding back a little something, something from the SDK like Canon if you use their proprietary software if you're in a shot where you really got to go deep into the dynamic range you can yep. pull out a little mm-hmm. bit more out of the mm-hmm. Canon so- soft mm-hmm. Canon capture software yep. than you can ACR and so th- these are some of these now, factors it, it, aren't up to Apple or
0: Adobe is, yeah. is part of that uh, an issue of that's part like a lot of these guys are using similar or the not 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 Canon and Nikon necessarily but similar
2: or the same chips and really the magic sauce is how they
0: interpret that,
2: oh, that footage. Well, and that's the big difference between a Canon 1D Mark IV and a 5D Mark II. You've got two-digit processors. That starts the interpretation process. Right. And then the way it flows out from there. I mean, it's, it's all about that. Yeah. I mean, it's right. like saying that, that uh, you know ibuprofen uh, that you get from some third-world country is the same thing as Advil. Well, right. technically, it's the same scientific ingredient. <laughs> but With the, a few <laughs> impurities added in. Yeah, the quality <laughs> of that ingredient and the but way advil has been- got
0: its own special love. Yeah, right. yeah.
2: You know, the quality of that ingredient, the way it's applied, right. you know, for another perfect example is like, you know, lenses. Third-party lenses are getting better and better, mm-hmm. but the quality control at the big third-party companies isn't going to match what Nikon and Canon do. Yeah. It's, 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 it's 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 all about sausage.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Moving right along. No, no, wait, wait, I think wait. that'll be the title of this episode. It's all on sausage. No, here's the thing.
2: Whips and sausage, ladies and gentlemen. This week on Past this week Leather whips
1: and sausage.
0: No, there, there was. a I I remember it was. A, there was. A, it was. I think it was a, this American Life or whatever they were talking about. The sausage company in Chicago that they they, they had the, it had been around for hundred years and they and they moved to a brand new factory and the sausage sucked. You know, like, like, you know, like it, it, they were their, their own sausage, like and it was the exact same process. They did the exact same things and, and they just couldn't figure out what happened to it. Like what happened yeah. to our sausage? Yeah. It turns out that, the, that they, they had, they went through the, the chain, the chain, the, you know, the whole uh, chain. And it turns out that, that the meat at one point in time was going past something else that had smoke. You know, coming out of it like or, or some kind of that's like that, a
1: motorcycle that, factory and they were testing <laughs> the engines
0: no, no 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 and it wasn't smoke. it was like but it was some kind of like other process that yeah, happened to just be lifting sure. over it. and it turned out that you know that was done for a hundred years and it turned out that that was a very so, like, important part of the process like all the other stuff that they were doing didn't matter it was, it was just like a 90 year old lady
1: taking her break every five minutes smoking <laughs> Like what? I'm just smoking here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so, but, but, I mean, the, the point is, is that, is that the the ingredients can be the same, but there's a lot of things that that you don't measure. Yeah. That, um,
2: well, I think it's very exciting because I'm pretty sure Aperture Three is pushing, you know, Adobe to make sure Lightroom has got video in it now. And mm-hmm. video is a big deal. And with Canon uh doing you know the lion's share on the video side uh, of of what we're seeing at nab we're we're going past booth after booth after booth with canon cameras in them demonstrating whether it's led lights or microphones or whatever they're they're always asking so so, so,
0: i have an icon should i get i mean or or, what icon should i get to do video and i'm like yeah not so much
2: yeah but well you know and and that was a question i I taught my session yesterday and the session was entitled canon 5d mark ii canon 7d Mm -hmm. canon 1d mark IV. which camera for video and some guy pops up in the front and goes how come no Nikon's on the list, and I'm like, well, indeed. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the answer. Really simple. Yeah. Nikon's can only shoot five minutes of video compared to twelve minutes of video on the Canon. Mm-hmm. Nikon's use a codec called Motion JPEG, which was invented. I don't know, 1930, 1931. Can we get mm-hmm. one invented at least reasonably close to last decade? Yeah. Uh, and it, I mean that sucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, just hear the word JPEG. What yeah. does that tell you? Yeah. Everything's Com- baked in right J-fig, off the bat. Yeah. And ergonomically speaking, to get my D3S to shoot video with the kind of manual control that I have in my 1D Mark IV, I've got to stand on the red dot, hold my left elbow three inches to the right, part my hair on the left, <laughs> recite a special voodoo thing. It's not easy. Well, and
0: and, yeah. the, and, the, and the, the, the one question I have with this, this whole like five-minute and 12-minute... It's uh,
2: taxation. Taxation. It is. It's taxation. They in in certain countries, using uh, these codecs and things for extended periods of time, they have to pay more money, and so they cut them off oh, at twelve minutes man. or five minutes. Really, that's exactly I it. I did not know that. But
0: can't they? Couldn't they? I mean, it, I thought of the fat thirty-two problem. Well, I thought it was the size of the file because it's a two gig file limit, and so what it does is it, it ends at two gigs. That, that my
2: understanding was it was two. I think that's two the case. I think that's the case on the Canon, right? But not on the Nikon. Uh, okay. And on the Canon, people are asking, "Well, why can't we get the uncompressed out?" Well, and that's taxation. You can't get uncompressed out because. To license the HDMI spec and all the other things that you have to do to do it uncompressed, they'd have to pay more money.
0: And, and we would pay it.
2: I know. If you want to <laughs> charge
0: me... I don't know, I, I, no, here's, a, here's a message to Canon. If you'd like to charge me an extra
2: $300 for my, five, my 5D because you had to pay some taxation, do it. Well, I believe this is what's going to happen. It's been leaked. I have information that there is a new firmware upgrade going to come out for the 5D Mark II, etc., et that you'll have to pay for, and that paying for will be the taxation to remove the uncompressed all, limit. Oh I said, to say a shotgun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, and listen, a- as you know, Fred, nobody wishes the Nikon shot video more than me. I know. Because I got a whole bunch of Nikons. Like all of them? Every one. <laughs> I mean, I-, I upgraded all my D3s to d S's. I would yeah. love for video to work on the Nikon, but sure. when I started futzing with it, And, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're making videos of the kids, if you're – I mean, it shoots wonderful video for Mm -hmm. five minutes, 720p, et cetera, whatever. But you're not seeing Shane Hurlbutt. You know, from yeah. Terminator you use an icon. You're not seeing the guy that's the D P on the uh, you know, Fox making uh, dollhouse shooting. They're not with shooting the last
1: episode of House
2: on an icon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. they're not they you just I just don't know anybody that can name one yeah. that's doing that. And so I wish it were that way, but now I had to buy a bunch of can gear to go with my Nikon gear, so when I'm shooting video i'm shooting with the canon when i'm shooting just stills i go out with the nikon yeah um it, it's it's definitely frustrating but all this stuff has gotten so good i mean looking at the footage we're pulling out of these cameras i mean if you spent a hundred thousand dollars five ten years ago you weren't getting anything any better
0: well and I know we had it we, we shot for a client who hopefully is not listening and um and uh
2: good luck yeah exactly well we won't name them so they won't know i'll just say
0: i wasn't that i wasn't talking about you but they 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 sent us the specs of of uh of what they wanted to shoot and they wanted us to shoot on hd and they da da, and we and um and we've done this with a couple clients and some of them that we had one client that, that said no you can't shoot on the 5d i said we've got some 5ds can we shoot on them they said no it has to be this codec and and, and uh and uh and for one client we did that like we said you know, and okay, we'll just shoot it. And we were kind of bummed. You know, like we were kind of bummed that, you know, that yeah. we didn't do it. So the other, with the, the, the next time this, this, this process came through, we were like, you know what, let's just throw. So what we did is we shot with the 5D and then we just, well, some of the clips. Mm-hmm. And, and then we just converted it to XD cam.
1: Nice. <laughs> and then it was God, all, it looks beautiful. Perfect.
0: Named it right and gave it the right header and it was done. And, 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 and the funny thing is, is that, man, that footage looked way better than what we shot with an
1: ex3 right. i mean it was just it was just so pretty you know yeah. and and and, uh, and and we were just like yeah so scott born um again with some of the news that came out last week uh there's a new device out there which i'm wondering if you have one yet from apple it's called the ipad of have you course heard, i have one have you heard of it you he have has, at least he has one. all of them yeah but okay <laughs> here some advice so i sent out a tweet yesterday asking um you know, if you had six hundred ninety nine dollars laying around and you didn't have CS five or an iPad, which one should you get? In your opinion, what if the audience is going to buy one, they're
2: not you, Scott. I reject the entire notion. If that they're going to buy one or the other, which could, one should could, they get? You know, I I don't know. It depends on their situation. Maybe they can live with uh, you know Photoshop Elements and get the you know get the iPad that's just thirty two gig. I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you this. It, it is a big deal because with the iPad, you can do one thing that I've always wanted to do that I couldn't do. I can hand you my photograph, Fred. Yeah. yeah. You know, I can show it to you on my big Apple 30-inch cinema display, and it's nice. Mm-hmm. But there is a different dynamic, and I've seen it already since I got the iPad. I've actually witnessed it. When I hand you the photograph, it's like the old days. when I hand you an eight by 10 or a, mm-hmm. a book with my portfolio, it boy, people's eyes you connect light up. with it, they kind connect of, yeah. with it in a yeah. different way. And I've been selling a lot of work as a result of it, handing the portfolio to people. And then there's new publishing options, two big ones, one we've already got, which is if you go to the app store and I hope everybody does, and look for the wonderful application called Avian Wallpaper by oh. Born Media Group. I didn't know you had an app out there. You been? Who do you think you' talking to, Brett? <laughs> I mean, you know,
1: <laughs>
2: for a second there, Scott Bourne turned into Gary Coleman. Yeah, it was know, amazing. Bro, what, is, <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about? Bro? I mean, I had an app since day one, man. I mean, you know, I got this great app, and I sell wallpapers, and they're pictures of my birds that I photograph, and it's ninety nine cents. And it's selling really well, yeah. and um, it's a new way to market your work. I license yeah. the ability to use my pictures any any choice of fifteen images as wallpaper on the iPad. Are you doing in app purchases?
1: So people, as you shoot new things, they just
2: show up in the app, and people <laughs> can buy them there. That would be good. <laughs> I haven't got that. I would not like, that hey. sophisticated. Good well, idea. <laughs> and. The next thing that I think is going to be really big is when when Apple opens up the iBook store to independent publishing, mm-hmm. the people we've known all our careers who've said, I just want to do a photo book, but they couldn't get the juice to do it. You they know. couldn't get Random House to sign them or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can make your own photo book, and you've got this democratization process going on where if you've got an audience of two or 300 followers on Twitter and people that really like your work, those people are enough.
0: And this, and this gets into the whole I – mean, yeah the whole thing of, 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 needing to have a, uh, um, of, of why you, we do a lot of this stuff and why right. some people do it is, you know, by serving your community and by, by building up a following, you get to a point where you don't need the publishers. The publishers give you right. that. Now, now, if, if, if you don't have that, then you need a publisher. Right. But for a lot of, the, a lot of the writers that, and this is, I think this is the thing that publishers have to figure out is how, what is, what is their value add? And they have some value adds. Mm-hmm. If they write great apps that allow you to have them to make great books that took, $100,000 to write right. the, the core. Like So I, I was talking to one publisher that does a lot of um, photo books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their issue is, as is they said, the iBook format is not really great for photo books. EPUB. You know, yeah, you, the, the EPUB, EPUB format. Mm-hmm. The, what, what they're using for the iBooks um, is not that great for that. So they right. said, what, you're, what we're looking at doing is the company is going to write two or three versions of a core application that you could, that they can do their photo books with, and mm-hmm. that's going to cost a lot of money. They're going to engineer it so it's gorgeous and it's easy and it looks great and it acts right. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and then all of our authors will be able to use that platform,
1: and you'll buy the book as an application. I, I so like that, but but what's this? Why would a public, like, say some if it's a new guy, right? Somebody just coming in and they want to get their stuff out, and they're like, I want to work with XYZ Publisher, so I'm going to put my stuff into their app. Great. What's to stop that person from just going the route like, well, Other people no, and I, building up a Twitter following and a blog and a podcast, they can, they can do and going that, that way. Right, but you still have to build that app. You know, the thing but is, they is can it, build the app too, though.
0: They could, but it's you know, it, it, again, this is the threshold that of why you get a publisher. If the publisher spends hundred thousand dollars developing an yeah. application mm-hmm. that does, you know, when you look at uh, a great example, I mean, the moment I downloaded Elements, did you guys have you, seen, have you downloaded Elements from the iPad? Phenomenal. Elements is this gorgeous book. There oh, already. Oh, I've existed. seen that. I haven't downloaded I'll show it yet. You, I'll you show can to touch you. an element and, and then rotate it. Rotate I was thinking Photoshop
2: elements. My no, name no, no, oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, I'm sorry. That. Yeah, okay. so, so elements
0: yeah. is it's a great photo book that had you know all the periodic table and mm-hmm. you can see picture, these great pictures of everything and they spend a lot of time on it. But now you can rotate all the pictures.
2: You can you know it's just so interactive. Sounds like
1: be- sounds like Star Trek.
2: It's the best example of where the iPads going that really? we've seen right. in terms of and, and even that program is just scratching the surface. When when you get now, I mean, keep in mind the third party developers of which there are tens of thousands are now going into this thing and they've had it a week now they're looking at it another week another week and there's going to be a bunch of cool stuff i do yeah. think what'll happen is your mainstream publishers like a peach pit like a random house will develop some apps for these things but i also think you know joe blow you know Publishing over here mm-hmm. will build some of these well, engines as well, well, and it'll be up to the market. To well, and I think when you look at – there's companies that make
0: photo books. Yeah. you know, Why don't they go into developing – Blurb and people like that. They, If they yeah, invest I think they in – in What yeah. if they license yeah. a photo book application that then you can people, plug all your stuff into?
2: It's in the app store. And you they buy it. it and that's they, what I was going to say. Yeah. You know,
1: it, that's <clears throat> that seems like the logical next move for a, for a blurb yep. or someone like that, Lulu to – do that they're already doing self-publishing why not just extend their model out to and
0: if you're making photo wedding wedding albums i mean there's there's got to be a an, a an application i mean exactly. someone's got to build yeah. an application well, you could deliver a whole wedding album well, on me, an ipad and you know, let me tell you i'm curious. already i'm already
2: yeah. consulting with some wedding studios on delivering their portfolio to the brides now these are very high-end studios where the mm-hmm. the weddings are in the fifty thousand dollar and up yeah. category but their prospects are getting an ipad free yeah, they're handing five hundred bucks. Yeah, because it's a fifty thousand yeah. dollars wedding on the uptake. So they and they're only meeting people at the country club. They're not just standing out on the street corner at the bridal fair giving them to everybody sure. that walks up. But the serious prospects, they're getting a portfolio. On the iPad that's dialed in, so when they hand them the iPad, there's the portfolio. Now you can't tell me that's not going to impress. That's Brian. compelling. That's compelling. Well, some compelling.
1: photographers like Sarah France has been doing delivery of wedding albums or at least a slideshow on iPods. I think right. she might have been the pioneer of that. Delivering them on iPods. This is just a natural evolution of that. Right? Yeah.
2: This, this is this is changing everything, and you know, <laughs> the, the funny thing is the people who hate anything apple or hate the ipad because it's so called hyped or whatever mm-hmm. they can sit and hate all they want but i'm already making money from selling pictures on the ipad their hate isn't stopping it Wonderful. you know i'm still cashing those checks yeah. and it's a it's a new outlet for my imagery that didn't exist until the day the ipad hit. it was awesome what do you, what do you guys
1: think i know this is a touchy subject but i'm going to go there anyway um and they're like oh, oh no here, here we comes, go here, here we comes. go He's like, what do you think vanilla, uh, or vanilla or-? no no what do, what do you think of all this all this controversy of apple v everybody so we've got apple v google um we've got apple v adobe with the flash stuff yeah, is there any know, merit to that or is it just well, them protecting their business interests here, here's the thing i talked to an engineer about it not an apple
0: engineer mm-hmm. but i talked to a software engineer about what what's really behind The whole because what the current hubbub, and we're going to be talking about it on MacBreak, I'm sure uh, today. The flash thing, right? Is the flash thing that Apple's basically said if you have a third party compiler, you know, you can't put it into it. Now, what an engineer told me was that it is a it is it is actually an issue with the multitasking is that Apple has to have you if you don't compile it with their code. It's set up because not only does it make it easy for you, it's designed to make it easy for you, mm-hmm. but it also puts the back ends they need into it to quit your app, move your app around, do whatever mm-hmm. it needs to do on the iPhone. And they're not they're not they're they're partially concerned that, that he well he thinks that they're partially concerned. as I said this isn't an, an Apple person. The that a it, they won't run as well on your iPad or iPhone yeah. that they and that's one thing. And people go, "Oh, and the consumer won't know which one is which. They'll see all these applications, because it'll be a deluge, if, if, you know, there's deluge of flash apps. Yeah. And you'll see all these applications that are going in there. And you won't know which one's a flash app and which one's an Apple app. And you'll just go, well, so these apps suck. You know, and, and right. that, that lowers right. your interest in buying it. But the other big issue is, is that Apple is doing a ton of stuff with, with iPhone 4. Um, that does all this multitasking, so it can run in the background and everything else. And they won't be able to—they won't be able to basically dial down your app, or they're not guaranteed to be able to dial down your app. It's about if it's if, it's, yeah. um, if uh, and, and and make sure that it's not eating power and it's not—it's giving up the memory and doing all the things it's supposed to do mm-hmm. in the background. They that that's not going to be doable, um, or they can't guarantee it, you yeah. know. And that's that's what they're concerned about. I if,
2: i feel about it the way I feel about allowing cell phones on airplanes. I don't want your cell phone on an airplane because you're going to scream at your girlfriend all the way to L.A. when I'm next to you. (laughs) I don't want Flash on any of these devices because every time I encounter Flash, it's slow, it's got a lot of overhead, I've got to listen to god-awful music and whatever else that goes with it. I don't care. Even if uh, Apple's reason is just to go, "Eh," it doesn't matter to me because I don't personally think Flash is a great product. It's slow, it's got a lot of overhead, and it does institute all these issues. I can do anything on my current websites with JavaScript. Mm-hmm. that I could do with Flash. Yeah. And I don't know that HTML5 will ever become real, and it certainly won't for a long time, but there'll be something that people can use. And I don't know that it's Apple versus everybody as much as it is everybody versus Apple. Mm-hmm. That's another way to look at that this. That is. That's interesting. I mean, Google's got just as much... I mean, you know, Google's model of don't do any evil seems to have been thrown out the door a couple of years ago. I mean, they're, they're if it moves, they're buying it. Yeah. And they've got their big juggernaut going this way. Well, it's not like it's not like Apple's picking on little kids. Yeah, I mean th- yeah. this is a, this is not <laughs> Yeah, the, this is this is Godzilla versus Rodan over yeah, here, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these are all big boys. They're all businesses and you know, if you're in business, you're in business to win. Yeah. you know you're not in business for any other reason but to win and if they think it's the way they win i say more power to them and let the let the best man go i mean you know yeah. if if but here's what it does do that's good it creates competition and competition again is the reason why we're seeing aperture 3, lightroom 3. If there'd have been no aperture, trust me, we wouldn't have seen a lightroom 3. We'd yeah. be on lightroom 1.009. Yeah, yeah, you're there'd right. There'd be no impetus to do anything about it.
1: I read on uh John Gruber's blog the daring fireball he yesterday. He had a post up there. There it was kind of the best explanation that I've heard so far in terms of this flash not on these devices kind of thing. And essentially it was um <clears throat> the author once uh published anywhere model that that the whole java thing was was supposed to bring to us they never came to fruition they just built a bunch of crappy things that didn't work right Um, that's what apparently Apple is trying to avoid because when you, when you allow a third party to say, if you author once and then publish on Android and publish on iPhone and publish, then only the common set of features between those devices are what's the lowest common denominator. denominator, And then Apple loses its competitive advantage in terms of all those other extra glossy things that, that could have been put in the app. Those don't get put in. And then
2: you just basically chop it off at the knees and then you're screwed. Well, people have lots of choices. If they want flash, they can get it. You know, there are plenty of devices that will give you Flash. If they don't care about Flash, then they can go some other place. But, I mean, the whole notion that the Internet has the right to sit there and vilify any of these companies implies that they're not in business to make money and to be successful.
0: And I think that Mac users tend to be a little bit more... um picky about this too Uh, because i know i you know i was was on the floor you know wandering around and i'd see stuff running on a mac so i'd walk over i mean if i see a mac i mean i'm I'm supposed to cover it for the show so i you immediately are going to get me to walk over and and take notes as soon as i open it up and i see a windows style interface Mm -hmm. inside of a mac i'm like they don't get it and i just walk
2: away i just like i'm not interested this is nailed You just nailed it. Mm -hmm. That is the big issue right there. Mm -hmm. Those of us that are Mac people want a Mac experience. That's why we're on the Mac. And lately that experience has been getting tarnished. Mm -hmm. We've been having people come in and not follow, you know, the regular paradigm of the right Apple menu mm-hmm. and, and, well, and 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 I'm I'm old I, 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 the I'm, human interface guidelines of that Apple yeah we yeah. that is that is the reason I'm on a Mac because I don't want to mess with stuff I want to plug it in and have it work mm-hmm. and then if I got a if I if I plug something into my Mac where I have to download a driver right well mm-hmm. well and, and
0: I'm I'm old enough to remember when a lot of the apps that I use like Photoshop and uh, and After Effects were only on the Mac. Yeah, I remember you know, that. Back, back when mm-hmm. you know we didn't, we, we didn't have we layers. To, remember when layers I showed remember up? Remember when we didn't <laughs> have layers? We had, to, we had to we we had to make another
2: copy of those yeah. things. Photoshop and had, three and, and calculations was very <laughs> I, important. I can go back further, command prompt.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I remember when I had to smack yeah, so, two rocks together to get. But,
0: <laughs> but you watch these one after another as they as they added windows. Yeah. And then they wanted to unify their, you know, Photoshop has never been as good. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's been good with features, yeah. but, but the thing is, is, something really felt like it was a Mac, uh, same with After Effects, same with, you know, but when it goes to the windows and then they try to unify both features, it's never, you're never getting all the things that you could you know, out of that, out of that experience.
1: So, so then I I think we all agree that it's not Apple saying, hey, I'm just going to do this to spite you, Adobe, because, you know, flash, whatever, and it's going to decrease our competitive advantage and people will go to Hulu instead of buying Blah blah blah. That's all crap. It's more of keeping the applications on the device and Apple doesn't their best best possible state. And
0: Apple doesn't need to play with anyone. So they're
1: not, you know, they're they're like, you know, we're
0: going to, we're going to demand the best because we can. Mm
1: hmm. But however, however, playing devil's advocate, um, presumably Apple did know that CS5 was launching yesterday or this week uh, or that it was imminent. Uh, but they did choose to release that so, news about the now, support to chop off the knees of Flash I, you know, no, last I think, week. I,
0: I think, I think that, that I think it was timed. I don't think it was time to knock the knees out. I think that what it was time to do is make sure that they didn't get inundated with a bunch of new. They didn't want to get inundated with all these applications as soon as CS5 starts shipping. I, mean, I think they had to make sure everyone right. knew but that you know be- don't don't go. I think I think they're actually telling developers don't go down that path because. You know, that's not going to work for us. But and they even want if to they tell did it for they that they reason, it. who cares? I it's mean, business. Right?
2: It's. Bi- I mean, when you're playing on my team, we're trying to beat the other team. Yeah. You know, when I played football, I blocked you. I tried to knock you down, and I didn't. I was not embarrassed. You didn't ask about politely. It. No. Right. I mean, <laughs> well, and and and, and things yeah. are getting yeah. things are
0: getting rough it's enough. It's like a reality show in Silicon Valley now, isn't it? <laughs> like well, I think <laughs> I think things are getting rough enough between Apple and Adobe. I, you know, there's been you know there's always this this rolling rumor yeah. that deep inside the. You know, uh, you know, on the twenty seventh underground floor of of Cuper- in Cupertino, there is a um, a Photoshop. You know, like like there's like a, a real oh, like a, like oh. an Apple Photoshop that they won't release it's behind a safe. Well, it's in it's, a glowing it's the glowing room. It's like it's like with gloves right now. It's like the team looks over at Steve and goes, so, "So do we? Do we push the red button? You know, you know." And, and, um, <laughs> please, and, Steve, can
1: we launch it now, please? Yeah, yeah, and, and,
0: and, and, and it's all you know. The rumor has always been that that there is a uh, that there is an app that because Apple doesn't want to have happen what happened with Office and what happened with and, and to be honest, it was connected to Adobe when Macromedia threatened to take the director off. And and there was, right, you know, this I was remember in the nineties. And so and it put Apple in a bind. And so there was a whole like we build all our own tools so that we don't have to ever be beholden to anyone. You know, and that's why pages exist and numbers exist and everything else is so that they don't have to, you know, yep. be beholden to Microsoft. So, but the idea was, but we're not going to pull that trigger because we don't want to create a war with Adobe. Well, they're getting pretty close to war, you know. You know, like, yeah. like you know, the, the missiles are all now starting to get yeah. pointed towards each other. You know, you know, and, it, yeah. and, and if they and if they pull that, it's going to be. I'll be honest. I think that if Apple did that, they would release it as it. They they may release it as part of the iApp, you know, um, group, mm-hmm. uh, and they may just release it with every Mac, you know, and and That's you know you know yeah. it, well if they did that, I think it would make a massive because I know that. I love Photoshop and we need Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to admit that there's a lot of, like for most of my machines, I don't need Photoshop on it. In fact, with the, you know, half of our machines, we have elements on it because we have yeah. guys that just need to edit stuff, you know? And, right. and the problem is, is I look at $700 or I look at $1,700 for the production bundle, which is what we buy for mm-hmm. the computers. And, I just go, man. For what I use some of these for, I, I'm, I'm kind of overspending. Mm. People
2: will snivel about an iPad, which costs the same amount as an iPhone did when it first come out, but they're like, "Oh, seventeen hundred for uh, yeah, no problem for uh, uh, you know." Here's but it's, a, it's the most valuable. I, I will say
0: the production bundle. It's a good deal. makes yeah. you know the production well, bundle on the well, final that will make Pro you money, right? Production well, that's, that's
1: the difference, guy. The production iPad's bundle. i money, baby. Well, oh, yeah, but the, <laughs> the Adobe Suite. If you buy it, it's not like oh I crap, understand. I bought this. You're you're actually if you're if you're using it correctly, you're going to make money for it. it hurts right? every time I pull the trigger. I, I actually. I should
2: think that Aperture 3 is the first salvo here because you know uh, with the localized adjustments. Yeah, yeah. Because look at it this way. Let's for, let's forget the CS5 announcement. If we were living in a CS4 world, mm-hmm. I I pretty much had no need of Photoshop the day that 3.02 came out of Aperture. I was like down to one percent photo I was around four or five percent of my image in Photoshop, yeah. everything else in Aperture then dropping down to about 1% with 3.02. Yeah. Now, CS5 is back in the game, we're going to go back up because to 5 Because now 5%. there's that
1: content-aware fill, and Which I can I see you, like, a, oh, I got this perfect what? shot of a bird except for that power line. Yep, yep, you I'm can just draw it. it out. There's so, always that that
0: hook. Because yeah, yeah. what, what happens with CS, I always go, I'm not going to upgrade CS5. I'm not going to go from to CS4. Yeah. I'm going I'm, to I'm gonna stick with, and then they release something. in CS5, I was like, I don't, uh, sorry. I got that that is alex's phone My ringing phone that i forgot to he turn doesn't off. know how to turn off <laughs> I find the button. so anyway so the um uh i uh there's always something that i just yeah and so the content so, fill aware is is the must oh, buy yeah. it's what do you think so the
1: content fill or the the was the it content aware fill uh in cs5 you know the first thing i thought when i saw that demo I was like – because ironically, I had an iStock photo screen up,
2: and I was thinking, well, I could just draw out this watermark <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> really easily. Well, and, and you know what?
2: Scott Kelby said something about that the other day on his site. You've been able to, to erase a watermark since 1.0 of Photoshop. Yeah. So that's, that's not – But now right. it's just easy. It, but Content Aware Fill, the new edge refinement tool, 64-bit, the new advanced – ACR, these are the four biggies. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep me in Photoshop. I am going to upgrade, yep. and I am going to you know continue to go there. And I want all these programs to stick around because they continue to force each other to get better. Yeah, we would mm-hmm. if if only Adobe or
0: Apple was doing this stuff. We would really be. Yeah. I mean, I would love. I personally would love Apple to do some do you know release a photo editing app. Not so much that I would switch from Photoshop because I'm it's so it's like. It's like part of. It would my, replace my,
1: elements on the machines that use them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because
0: right. the thing is, is that it would. Um, but, but it uh, because I, I just couldn't live without. I mean, Photoshop's the the first thing we train people in. It is yeah. the most important app to know. Um, and and so for me, uh, it would be that. But I'd love to see Adobe finally get some real head to head competition because mm-hmm. I think that I think there's a lot of things that Photoshop could add. And I think we'd see a faster update pattern. And yeah. we, I think it's competition. See, yeah. It's all about competition. Yeah,
1: are you uh, are you buying your sixty four gigabyte? iPad 3G, Scott Bourne?
2: Or have yeah. you bought it already? No, no. I I made a conscious decision to go without the 3G. Because you have a MyFi. Because I have a MiFi yeah. I have a walking router that's in my pocket everywhere I go and that's yeah. how I've been accessing the internet. So you're not going to go 3G then? I, I You know, 3G sucks where I live. Oh, in Gig Harbor, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. just no point in having it. I mean, I can never get the, on it. The reason that I'm getting it
0: um, is because I spend a lot of time outside of the country. There you go. And my and mm-hmm. my EVDO uh, doesn't work. My myFi doesn't work out outside mm-hmm. of the country. Although there are three G versions of the of the myFi that I may think about because I do like having the being able to have five computers. You know, be able before, to. Well, let Before to we it.
1: close off because some people might be scratching their head. MyFi, what the
0: heck is that? What's a MiFi So myFi is a. Portable and how much does Wi-fi. It cost? Yeah, so myFi is it, it's not so much because you can get it ninety nine dollars with uh, with your subscription or whatever, and, and a payments. fifty dollars rebate. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I think, yeah. So it's, and it's about uh, $60 a month. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is an EVDO modem. And it is, um, it's generally pretty high speed. Mm-hmm. That depends on where you're at, of course. It's running on Verizon. Um, it runs on Verizon. And it is, I think Sprint has one now. Mm-hmm. And it's a little, I mean, it is something you put in your short shirt pocket and radiate your heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, but, but it's, um, <laughs> but it's a, it's a cellular, cellular connection. Yep. With a, um, uh, and it'll allow. Here's the big difference. You, you could get these little USB things that pop into the side of your computer, and I have one as a backup. I have to admit, I'm you know my work is online. I have to be online. Mm-hmm. Um, but the with this uh, with this MiFi, uh, you are um, you can have up to five computers connect to it. So they, they just see it as a, as a Wi-Fi account, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're, and then they're all connected and they can see each other like the, it was a regular Wi-Fi account, but they can also see the internet. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so when you
1: come to hotel rooms like this, when you don't, you don't buy the, I'm not paying room. 14 bucks a night. Yep. You at just plug like, this thing into the yeah. wall, give it some juice. And this you're week, go. well, I've been traveling for the last two weeks. So for over two weeks,
0: I would have spent $300 on, uh, on, on hotel connections. And how much and, have you spent on the Wi-Fi? Uh, on over, over two weeks, I've yeah. spent 30. You know, and so you know, because, you know, you know, because it's now there is a five gig limit. So sometimes I get a hotel. If I have to download stuff, Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll get the the 14 and I just suck. I did hit the limit when
2: I was in Florida. I got my condo in Florida. I apparently without knowing it, I got the condo and then people said, oh, yeah, we'll have DSL hooked up for you in about three months. Yeah. I mean, there's a three-month wait to get DSL. So I ended up using the MiFi for six and a half weeks. And I did hit the limit and had right. to pay. Right. Yeah. yeah but but uh, except for that, it's been great. And I look at $30 of a month now of that being underwritten because I don't have to pay the 30 a month for the That's AT&T connection. And, and you're, you're on the, on the Verizon iPad. one as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have the Verizon MiFi. And it's I carry it in my shirt pocket most of the time. Yep. And I'm like a walking router. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, connect to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, that, that, I, I would imagine <laughs> you probably have advertising on yours. Like so instead of just seeing the network name, it's like www.scottborn.com. Hey, <laughs> right. You com. know, I
0: got to make money. So yeah, I, know, I've been thinking. So I, I've actually um, I started. Here, here's here's, here's, here's like, a little marketing. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's a little marketing. Is that I I, I'm, I um. I tried this, and I, I don't know if anyone grabbed it, but I started putting it in my public folder on my laptop when I'm on, you know, when I get on a, on a big network. Yeah, it has stuff about the Pixel Core and DV Garage. Oh, and the whole thing it says, "Welcome to my public folder." And So I just leave sharing on, like sharing on to the public folder. You know, you know, and, and, and I know that there's that there's probably some bad security there, but yeah. I said only the public folder's open. And if you and if you see it, you can just walk in and grab some. You can download. You should, you should some put, PDFs a, put a Goatsy and, picture in there.
1: <laughs>
2: No
1: no. Do not Google Goldie, whatever you do. I think I think <laughs> yeah. that the MyFi no. is
2: going to improve. It's already very good. It's already very fast. Fast enough to even do, you know, a little bit of video sometimes. Yeah. Depending on how good the cellular connection is. So I don't see any reason to get the three G, but you know, if something changed I can always well, I can always add more iPad just like I did iPhone. And for so. for me
0: the big thing is is that with the MyFi uh as it as it's attached to Skype and, and especially as you look at the iPhone 4O mm-hmm. where, where Skype's going to be able to run in the background. Um, to me, you know, my iPad with with headsets, you know, not I'm not going to hold the. I, I did see someone do that. They were talking on Skype. I saw network. that. That was ridiculous. And, and, um, and so you can do it. Uh, uh, um, but the uh, uh, but with Skype specifically, you know, I, I really see myself less, you know,
2: less interested. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm doing a, a talk today here at the conference, and I'm presenting. From my iPad. Oh, you are. I did, that. I'm doing how did it, that. How did that work out? It doesn't play movies. It doesn't play movies. I just have a keynote yeah. presentation, though. Okay. I so have so a keynote slides, presentation, yeah. and uh, instead of using my laptop, I'm going to connect the keynote to the spe- to the projector uh, via the iPad, and I'm going to flick with my finger. That's great. And and you hold down. I don't know if people know this. If in keynote on the iPad, if you hold your finger down the slide, you get on a pointer.
1: You oh, to, oh, so yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. like, draw mm-hmm. on the screen. And yeah,
2: s- yeah. So I'm presenting from my iPad. This now knocks six pounds off what I've got to bring to a conference like this. great. The key is out. to make
0: sure to get there early because there is a little bit of engineering to connect it to the mono, to their projectors
2: from so, their side.
0: Well, from your side, it's just that there's you, you have to hook up the dongle, but the, the, the dongle has to you have to hook it you have to hook the dongle up to the VGA. Before you put it into the, into the iPad, if you hook the dongle up and then hook the VGA in, it won't see it. The iPad has to see that voltage. It has to see the the the, the monitor. It has to. Be so a,
1: you plug it into the cable first,
0: and, and, then, then, you, and then you plug it, it into, into the, the iPad. iPad. Yeah. Okay, yeah. no, and reverse. That's, that, it turns out it, 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 it took us a couple minutes
2: to figure that one out. Oh, well, that's see, what? I just did it that way accidentally, so I was right. Why right yeah. <laughs> if, if you <laughs> if you don't that's do the way it that normal way, normal people yeah. would do it right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I connected it to the cable, then I connected the, to the yeah. As long as you do it that way, then then all is good. But I mean, this is just another example of how. Things have gotten cool. Yeah. Well, guys. Time's up. This is We been, run this
1: one into the ground. This has been an amazing round. And we're actually sitting at a round table. Doing yeah, a round table. At it's yeah. nice of the round
2: table. So, Scott, uh, as if people don't know where to find you. Photofocus.com. Check out goingpro2010.com, our new site for people that want to turn pro. Mm-hmm. Follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash gotborn. And, oh, yeah, I'm giving away a Canon 1D Mark IV and an iPad.
1: Oh, an iPad, too. Check yeah. you out. Alex, where are you at?
0: Um, actually, I'm I'm on the twitters, of mm-hmm. course, Alex Lindsay, and uh, also just a reminder to people: we, our uh, sale is still going on for the Pixel Core, fifty dollars mm-hmm. off. Did 90- you change a bunch of stuff there? Yeah, okay. we, we we're going to a bunch of live feeds, and um, so people are going to wa- be able to watch us in production. And uh, uh, it's uh, ninety nine dollars a year instead of fifty dollars a month, and uh, and we're giving actually a fifty dollars gift certificate on top of that. So if you use TWIP Twip, you'll get um, fifty dollars off. So it'll be fifty bucks for the whole year, and um, and you're going to see. You're going to see some pretty cool stuff. We're, we're going to be, mm-hmm. you know, when we're doing shoots, you're going to see live feeds. Um, there's t- tons of new challenges, but and it's going to be photography challenges, Photoshop challenges, as well as special effects challenges, and so Fair on key. and so forth. And the idea is that even if you're only doing one of those things for fifty bucks a year, it, it'll be worth, it's worth it. it. So yeah. it's, it's, um, so uh, anyway, so check that out at pixelcore.com.
1: Pixelcore c o r p s.
0: That is correct.
1: Yeah, and that's c o r e. And where can we find you, Fred? Well, if you're looking for me, you can find me at Frederick Van. Dot com or on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Frederick van and with that it is time to take that lens cap <laughs> off. <laughs>